Jackson Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. You guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. My skin's burning, my ears are peeling, because I was uh, in the direct sunlight for uh, hours upon hours watching that brutal game. How did you guys feel physically? Were either of you on a stretcher at any point? I saw a lot of people on stretchers. No, no. Um, it was hot. You know, definitely just extremely hot. And I feel like the, the stadium, the, the team the, could have done better with accommodating this heat. And I'm not talk, talking about new stadium. I know they're trying to get to that point, but... I'm I'm saying like these water stations, for instance, like I, I counted four on where I was at, not four in my general vicinity, four on the entire level. So uh, I don't know where they come up with this idea that they are, you know, oh, there's water stations available or, you know, you could publicize it. They they publicize that they got beer stations and beer everywhere. But uh, why don't why don't more people just bring water in? Like you can bring water in. You can bring one water bottle, sixteen point yeah. nine ounce. One, yeah, yeah one. And yeah, they just make one. you throw away if you bring more because that's happened to me before, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Our section, I, I, uh, I'm just, I'm just playing, you know, devil's advocate. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I don't Derek, drink water anyway at those games. So, Derek, if you came to two thirty, they had a hose that you could drink from uh, mm-hmm. that we had over there. So, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, man, that that that's an, and it's you know I get it. People go there, you know, you you have. You, your your uh, beverage of choice, whether that's if you have a beer, if you have soda, if you have water, whatever. I just feel like it wasn't accessible as it should have been, and the fact that when you have individuals, you know, that are you know, you know, selling drinks, going up into the stands, I would see them come out of the tunnel and and make start to make their way up the stands. And it was already halfway empty, so I'm like, "What did y'all just come from 100, then up to 200, or did y'all at least go in and refill, then come back out?" One dude, I did see one guy that his thing was empty, and a fan asked, "Can you just dump the whole thing on me, all the ice in the water?" <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> and he and the dude, sure, and he just boom, just dumped it right on his head and kept it yeah. moving. Um, wow, that's brutal. Yeah, but I I didn't know the water stations existed, but I will tell you the people that were on. Uh, stretchers and stuff and hopefully they all turned out okay but if you got behind them it was like a really easy way to get through the crowd so maybe, you're, you're, yeah, you're the kind of guy that follows the ambulance through rush hour traffic <laughs> well no because in 230 where i'm at it was like i mean every time you wanted to go down to use the bathroom of which it was completely flooded by the way so i loved walking in flip-flops and, and pee the entire time and walking back to my seat to burn to death but it was just completely congested so uh, it is terrible, but really, I mean, that was the only way to get around but quickly hey, without like hey. smelling like the people around you. It, at least somebody had a lead blocker then on Sunday, because we know good and dang well that <laughs> ETN, somebody <laughs> had a lead blocker. Yeah. Man, come on. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it, it was hot, but, you know, where I sit in, in 204, you know, I strategically picked those uh, seats uh, because we get the first shade. <laughs> So uh, it was hot, but it wasn't hot for me. So okay, nice. Listen at this guy. I did. Oh, I will say though. So they were giving out the sweat or the uh, the sweat rags, the the rally towels mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, uh, I, which I didn't get. 
uh, by the way. And so some guy, like, so he was using his towel, honestly, as like a sweat rag, which is what he should have. But, like, when there was a little bit of time left in the fourth quarter and everybody's, like, getting rowdy, he starts swinging it and sweat's going everywhere. And we're just like, oh, my God. That's nasty. So, yeah, so we we, we politely asked him to stop swinging that or ring it out, please, before you start swinging it. That's disgusting. The fact that he has to ring it out with that much sweat is Could you imagine someone swinging B.O. on you? (laughs) (laughs) That's what was happening in the hallways, though, is that everybody was shoved up against each other. And, and I tell you what, in these games, like when it gets hot like that, Jaguar fans smell. Like everybody smells. Oh my smells. god! All right, you need you know to stop. I mean? All right, all right, all right. It's not where it's not. It's, it's the truth. It's not Jaguar Man. fans. I mean, whatever the Chiefs fans and the Jaguar fans, whatever it is, they're all, everybody smells always. And I got, uh, by the way, uh, shout out to Zay Jones as I. Bought my first jersey in probably like twenty years or something, and uh, picked him so that way I'm also repping myself. Yeah, we're still gonna slap you for that, but that's another conversation for another time. Yeah, well, I completely <laughs> it might be ruined because I like completely sweated through the entire thing with an. Do you sweat through it and the numbers start peeling off? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. So uh, I didn't I didn't buy my jersey from the the uh, store on like. Like Atlantic and St. John's Bluff or whatever that sells the uh, the uh, what is it the Alibaba jerseys or whatever. <laughs> but, um, I mean it it's it was hot, but everyone knows that when you come to a game here in the middle of September, that these are the hottest games that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes, that we everyone knows that everyone knows that these are the hottest games, and you have to prepare accordingly. You have to start hydrating on Wednesday to go to a Jags game on Sunday if you want to make. What what messed me up was staying up watching that dang Colorado game the night before. Like I didn't go to bed till like two thirty, and then you know I'm up seven, and I'm like, am I really getting ready to leave here in a couple hours to go down there and be in the hot sun all day? <laughs> that's what that's what that was my and that's my dumb fault. Like <laughs> because I was just more tired than hot, but you know obviously well, it don't help. Isn't that crazy that Prime has gotten everyone to stay up? Till 2 a.m. to watch Colorado and Colorado State. Like, when would you have ever? The last time I remember watching like games out in the West Coast was like when Matt Liner and Reggie Bush and yep. all of them were at USC. Uh, I remember watching a little bit of Oregon, like, you know, back in the day too, Oregon when they were really good. Chip but Kelly. I, I've never, yeah, Chip Kelly and that team, but. I've never and staying up. It's not just like staying up to like just watch it. Like I'm up, up, like watching it. Like I'm like I went to either CSU or or, or Colorado just like watching this game. It's insane. Yeah, I think a, a buddy of mine said that. Uh, and he, I don't know if he stole this quote or not, but he said Dion owed ten percent to all the churches on the East Coast because nobody went to church to tithe or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, they probably just they probably submitted the tithes online. <laughs> Through the mobile app. <laughs> through, the, through the technology fund. Oh, man. <laughs> I, tell you, I was like, Eric, man, did you steal that from somewhere? He goes, this is an original. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I don't believe you, but whatever. <laughs> well, a couple uh, quick things, and then I guess we'll transition to the game. Uh, I don't know what your parking situation looked like, but we uh, selected our normal, uh, Jaguar food mart, uh, Talleyrand parking. And it was $50. It used to be 50 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's coming up, man. That's what happens. 
Fifty dollars. It was ten dollars last season. Now it's fifty dollars, oh and everybody God. was paying. We were paying we, like dumb idiots. So we sat in tailgaters for almost an hour in the parking lot. Just sat there. I put to the leave car or to park. get in there to get to to leave. Oh man, it was an, an hour, oh, and people yeah. didn't yeah, want to let others bad. in. There was a, a guy with a big massive, uh, big massive white truck sitting up. You know. Shout out to him because he basically blocked traffic and people were honking at him so everybody else could get out. And uh, he was flipping them the bird and telling them to piss off. I'm like, yeah, give him one for me too, dang it. So, you know, they didn't want to let anybody out. Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was crazy back up in there. Um, JK3, Corey, back there off of Tallyran and, and Bryan Street, Tailgaters, all that back there. It was mm-hmm. an absolute madhouse back there. You would think that with as many cars as, as there were, or the traffic jams y'all were talking about, like we would have had more fans there. Yeah, I, I was kind of let down, you know, getting there. Uh, yes, and I, I wish there was more fans uh, at the stadium because I, honestly, man, like we're, we're one of thirty-two. There's only thirty-two cities that have an actual, you know, a team. Only one of thirty-two, you know, either week one your home opener or week two was your home opener. And, you know, with the, the amount of hype that the, the hype train that was going around, uh, you know, the, the storylines that was that was building between this team, uh, you know, it's the last team that we played in the playoffs. They they knocked us out. And then the first home opener, man, I was expecting just some more some more Jag fans, you know, there at the game on Sunday. Can I bring up one thing that I want to ask you guys about? Do you remember when we played the Patriots as our home opener? Years back, when we, I think we played them in the playoffs and were eliminated by them. That was, was the, the Miles Jack. Game. The Miles Jack wasn't down. Yeah, and then we played them at home the very next season uh, yeah. for our home opener, and it was packed and it was wild and Jaguars it was just were as hot. It was just as hot as it was right? that game too. So, what's the difference between? I mean, that wasn't even that long ago. I mean, what's the difference between that game and that representation the Jags fans had versus this one? I don't understand why we would have such a poor showing this time around. I think it's one. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now, but Tom Brady's arguably the best quarterback to ever do it. So that's that's one. You know, two. Uh, same rules apply. We're coming off a, a good season, so I, I think there's that. And then three. We didn't have all the crazy outside noise of everything else going on. In our, our country, and we're not even going to go down that path because we stick to football. So you, you take all those kind of three things together. And what I mean is, like, for instance, you know, everybody's arguing right now over the stadium money, and people are like, well, they can buy a stadium themselves. I don't want to do it, and I'm not going to support it, so I'm not going to go to the games. You got you got a pocket full of people, unfortunately, that are like that, um, that don't want to support the team because they don't feel that we should, the taxpayer should pay for the stadium. So we didn't have that five years ago. We have all that now. I, uh, I don't know. The first two points, though, I mean, Mahomes, Brady, it's like whatever. The, the, they're both good. The we Both both games came off of winning seasons where we went deep yeah. in the playoffs. I mean, that last one, I don't know. I just don't. It, it's, I don't know. And I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm just stating an opinion, but I just feel like we have um, just so much more when you try to focus on the sport itself and the game itself. And people think of other dumb ulterior motives to to not support the team, which is their own opinion. But who knows? Maybe you know people can't afford it because 
they just don't have the money to pay for the ticket. That, well, that could be it too. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, JK3. I think the game, I mean, I don't know if it sold out, but they sold a tremendous amount of tickets, but I think it was a lot of reselling. Uh, they too, sold right? a, they sold a tremendous amount of tickets. They also sold, sold standing room only tickets. And I think that the one of the other issues too as well within our stadium specifically that I haven't seen in other stadiums that I've seen is, you know, I've gone to as well is the amount of vantage points that there are to watch the Jaguars game. Like you can yeah. watch the game in the bud zone. You can watch the game in Daly's place. You yep. can you don't have to necessarily be in your seat, you know. So I I mean I kind of sort of you know didn't think about that as far as the amount of Jags fans being there, but then thinking about going thinking about the last couple of games that we had when we were making that run towards the playoffs, they were packed. Last couple of teams that we played against, you know you know you know you have to think about the Ravens game for example. I, I mean the Ravens fans they travel, but. I mean, it's not like a crazy traveling. You don't you don't think about the Ravens fans as being one of those teams that travel. So the Ravens game was pretty packed. You know, obviously, you know the Cowboys game was packed because of the amount of uh, you know Cowboys fans that travel to the games. But it was super packed. But then you think about you know the game like the uh, the Titans. You know, as many people as there were for the Titans, you have the playoff push, and then you go into the playoffs. You think about um, you know the Chargers. My opinion. If you had the ability, if you're willing to fork up the amount of dollars to pack the stadium for the Chargers and the Titans game, this should have been packed like more than what we would have saw. Absolutely. You know, and whether it be it was a money grab for some fans or some people actually trying to sell their tickets. I think it's a lot of that. Leading up to the leading up to the game, I think the cheapest ticket was like two hundred bucks to get in price. I checked on Ticketmaster to get in, like Ticketmaster verified to get in. To the game was 89, which is cheaper than the standing room only because the Jags were selling standing room only tickets for 99 bucks. Hmm. So, and the standing room only got you pretty much the bud zone or in the Daly's place where you can watch it on the screen. And a lot of people are actually in Daly's place because of the heat. So, I don't know. I just know that I, you know, I prepare for this as a Jaguar season ticket member. I know what I'm signing up for. I'm signing up voluntarily to get heat stroke on, you know, in the middle <laughs> of September. I know that. <laughs> like I know that for a fact. That's what I'm signing up for. So I mean, well, at least they can got to like health, health insurance with our season tickets or, or something. But um, <laughs> but the Chiefs. Here's my thing. I think it had a lot to do with. And Derek, you can speak to this, but a lot to do with uh, Jags fans selling their tickets, hundred percent. And yep. then I can't really. I mean, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but there were a heck of a lot of Chiefs fans around that were all sitting in their seats, and they weren't getting up. You know what I mean? We had a ton yeah, of hype I mean, around the team. National coverage, first game against like you know, it's a national game or whatever, huge game, lots of hype, and I don't know. It just really sucked. And, and I don't know. I'm just I'm really just throwing things out there, just you know, making up you know silly excuses for whatever reasons. The primary reason is the heat. We know that. Uh, Beat it with you know, beat it within an inch of its life because it's freaking it's so hot. But also, when you look at us historically, we really you know we really don't have many many measuring points of when we've consistently filled the stadium during this time of year. During that, that like JK3 just said, you buy season tickets, you know what you signed up for. So. What's the rest of that look like for those first, you know, six, seven weeks of the season before we start actually getting some cooler weather around here? But 
you look at two, you know, we have a better product on the field. So you thought that that would motivate more people to come down to the game because we actually have a team that I think is what rated number nine in the ESPN power rankings. I want to say yeah, eight awesome. or nine. So even with one loss, the fact that we held the Chiefs to 17 points um, definitely helps too because, you know, they're, they're on, you know, if they're upset that their team isn't scoring that many points, well, what's wrong? You know, why aren't they scoring that many points? Well, it's because you're, you're playing, uh, they played two really good teams. Detroit, although they didn't make the playoffs, they, they were a good team last year. We should know. They took it to the Jags last season. And then we're no pushover either. Even with all the mistakes that we made, think about that. All the, all the or excuse me, not the mistakes that we made, but the mistakes that we didn't capitalize off of. We still were in a one possession game until, you know, the, until the end. And still it ended up being a one possession game with a two point conversion. So we have a product on the field. It's just, you know, it, 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 we just historically go to the games later and, and, who knows how many people were in the bud zone or in Daly's place or sitting down there or whatever. Uh, there could have been another 10,000 there. I, I don't know if 10,000 people can fit in that back half of the stadium all the way from Daly's place to the bud zone. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. I might be being silly here. I don't know. But Or maybe they're just underneath. Sure. You know, they got those fans underneath and inside everywhere. Those, uh, the name of the company, I think, is actually called Big Ass Fans. So <laughs> those fans that look like a Final Destination uh, movie yeah. scene potentially, yeah. I'm always scared uh-huh. to death being under those. That's actually a good transition to the game, I though. Though I think uh, so. JK three. I don't know. Maybe you guys can leave with like because I like how you led with a positive thing, uh, re- referencing the game in terms of keeping them to seventeen points. I mean, maybe we can start with some of the positives so that way we can pivot to some more <clears throat> positive stuff and then we can go to the negatives. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily unpositive or or negative con- considering the, the the game. I mean, it's just what it is. It's just hot as you know, crap going to the games, and you know, we just got to be, you know, uh, you just got to take advantage of having a team like this in town because if they decide to move forward with, uh, you know, building a stadium, we're gonna have to go to Daytona or Orlando or somewhere or somewhere else to, to oh, see they- the games. They, and they so better now, not go to Orlando. Sorry, so I'm just saying. Well, and that'll be another. No. That'll be another story. I mean, yeah. no, but let's talk about the game. Positives. <laughs> shout out to the defense. I, I think they're ranked number five right now in total defense. Um, the crazy part about this is that everyone was coming in thinking that the offense was going to be the strength of the team, and I know right now we're only in week two. Super, you know, uh, super early. To, to, you know, give all the kudos, you know, to the D, but you got to give it to where where it is. I mean, you had three takeaways, um, you know, last year, or excuse me, last week uh, against the Chiefs, and they were all, I mean, in my opinion, you get one on special teams. Awesome. Tim Jones gets that fumble recovery, being in the right place at the right time. Cisco made up for the drop pick six that he should have had, but he ended up getting an interception as well, you know, within Mahomes. And then we had also um, one of the the role players on the defensive line. I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head, but we were able to go ahead and, um, you know, get a get a fumble, uh, you know, as well there. So I, I think it was just, you know, three, three uh, turnovers, you know, from the team and or three turnovers from the defense, but then also holding, you know, this high powered offense to 17 points. You got to tip your hat to him, and you got to tip your hat to Mike Caldwell and the team on the defensive side of the ball. Tremendous job. Yeah, it was a great job on defense. They're, they're playing just so fundamentally sound. They're, they're making very few 
errors as far as their assignments. Um, so hats off to them. But I tell you, we, we got to get that offense going. Um, I, I know that they, you know, it's not it's not like they don't, you know, have the talent. Me personally, they, you know, everybody's been talking about it. People have said, oh, it's not press or whatever. You know, it's Doug has influence over the play calls too. Doesn't it feel like, though, like those last 10 games of the season, didn't you feel like even when we lost games that they were still in rhythm with the offense? The offense felt like it had a rhythm. I feel like it doesn't have a rhythm. Yeah. They can't make up their mind. And what I mean by that <clears throat> is there's no consistency within the offense. Whether well, ba- Based off the first two games. Yeah, based off the first two games. There's no consistency. So... They have to kind of get into a rhythm, and that could take a minute. And I tell you, it's not just the Jags. It's the whole league. You see QBs all over the place struggling. Look at Joe Burrow. Look at Cincinnati. Bro, okay, so that's just, that's another different thing, but look at Atlanta. Yeah. Look at look at Atlanta. Atlanta's 2-0. Look at, but but uh, they, they don't have, like, this crazy quarterback play. They're just, they just happen to be 2-0 because they're in they, rhythm. You've got B, you got Bijan Robinson, and you got a, like, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter's not, I mean, he's doing okay, but he's not lighting the world on fire. Okay, look at Baker Mayfield and down in Tampa Bay. They're 2-0. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. They're 2-0. They're look at, look at um, the, the Niners. Oh man, the nine, everybody knew the Niners were going to be good anyway. Okay, look at the Cowboys. That's their defense. Dak I can keep going on. That's, that's, that's their defense. <laughs> but see, we were we were riding. If, if you think about it, if you look at like let's say Dallas and San Francisco, that's their D really taking it to them. This you know with the sacks, we we had look, we got five sacks in week one and we won. Okay, we had three turnovers in this in week two and held the Chiefs to seventeen points, and this offense only put up nine points. They scored yeah, three field goals. Yeah, because they, they have no rhythm. They have no rhythm. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, for the thing that that I, that I'm slipping into with the Jags, and the thing I'm slipping into right now is that like I get bought in on the the play from the preseason, and then you get bought in on you know some of the things that you see in training camp, and then it's just like where were those plays and where were those grabs? Now, granted, some of that stuff, I think two of those passes. Nine times out of ten, Zay Jones gets his foot down and drags that foot. Uh, you know, at the the one that was the, the play that was in the north end zone where Tim Jones got the uh the the fumble. So Zay brings that down, you know, uh nine times out of ten. And then on the opposite side of the field, when they had the uh when they had a you know opportunity to score as well, I believe it was either Ridley, I think it was Ridley uh, a couple times that could have dragged his foot. But then at the at the end, like you're saying, as far as establishing the rhythm. Like you're on fourth and one, and you go laterally with the ball, and, and instead of just going right up the middle, fourth and one on the one yard line. I don't care if they know it's coming. You take your heavy set and you run it four times right up the gut. Like Doug and Press, you don't have to. You like I don't understand why you're out trying to prove to everybody that you're smarter than everybody by trying to get your six seven quarterback out in space to the left hand side or or to where the where where there where there's space. Just run it. Just just do. All you got to do is break yeah. the plane. So I'm trying not to talk about what everyone else is talking about as far as Press Taylor. If I if I really want to say what's on my mind, I think it's it's all, to be honest, it's, it's got to be him. Because why even tell people that he's going to be calling plays if you're not trying to promote him because he wants to get to the next level? That's the first thing. Second thing is when 
if he's truly the one that's doing it, if, if either Doug's lost it, which I doubt it, or Press is not doing a very good job of, which that's what I think the the problem is. One of the one of the um, one of the plays he called, and I, and I can't think of exactly the time frame, but I just remember sitting there like, okay, it's like second and four, and they're trying to you know get down. The, I thought, well, hey, let's take a vertical shot. You know, second and four, we actually had like a five six yard run. Let's take a shot. You know. And they didn't. They went to another slip or bubble, trying to get their receivers in quick routes, and quick you know, you know space to make them let them make a play. I'll tell you, Kansas City never got out of that cover too, like all dang day. Like they they had two safeties back constantly. And I'm not saying you have to get vertical because you got two safeties back, but they've got to do something. If we couldn't establish a run because we were getting whipped up front so bad to not bring one of those guys up, so we could get vertically. And we're sitting here as the stands, as just fans, and we've got that figured out. If that's all we are, it's just fans or couch potatoes or whatever, then why didn't they figure it out? So it's almost like Andy Reid out, you know, out thunk them, outclassed them. I don't know. Or it's just like we we just got too 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 technical, and we just really just needed to take what the defense was giving us. I mean, this yep. team, this, this game, they ran thirty five screens. On, on Sunday, like, I, I mean, I, I don't get it. After what play? After how many times is this, the, the behind the back pass just doesn't work? The Chiefs were very disciplined on defense. They are a very everyone talks about how good the offense is, but the defense is disciplined. The defense has playmakers. You may not know them. It's a bunch of guys that are just you know coming and running to the ball. Besides Chris Jones, but I mean, they've got a good, a good solid defense that flies to the ball and that 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 runs to the ball. You're not going to outsmart them and run these screenplays and get you know them to make you know ridiculous mistakes. You got to really just do best on best, and you got to win routes. You got to you know take your quarterback and you know try to win the routes. Granted, again, like you said, the offensive line was getting whipped. Completely understand that, but you got to get creative in the playbook to where you can actually start distributing the football and not just you know going you know east and west. You got to go north and south with it. You know you've got Strange, you've got. Um, Ingram, you have Jamal Agnew. You got you know a lot of things you could have done to get you know really creative with this, and you know I don't know, man. It's just it's it was it was tough to watch. It was tough tough to watch them stall out so stall out consecutively on you know meaningful drives where they could have gotten points. You if you would have told me that this offense would have been held to nine points in any game this year, I would have you know, I wouldn't believe it. You know, it's crazy. I wonder how many times now we're going to see two man because people are, you know, teams are going to think, is this the blueprint to beat them? Just staying too deep all day, which is, in my opinion, I'm like, yeah, give us, give us cover, you know, two man coverage all day. We, I'll take those, you know, those, those odds all day. But the Chiefs prove that, hey, they, they can't score. They won't know what to do against it. They have to get back to the basics. And I also think you're right, maybe overthinking, maybe maybe Trevor put too much pressure on himself and didn't just go out there and play ball and, like you said, tried to out, you know, outthink a, a, a team and a coach that, that, you know, they've been through the, everything together, so you're not going to really outsmart them. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I, I can tell you this. We cannot put up a performance like that this coming week, because if we do, if if, if 
I don't like when, you know, if we have a team that we're clearly better than, and if they come in with their rookie quarterback, their you know second year running back, and their rookie DN, and they take it to us, you know, <clears> or, or even make that game close, you know, Houston, we got a problem. Well, well I mean, you know that <clears throat> Houston, Houston normally plays us pretty tough. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> like historically, uh, they play us pretty tough. Yeah, but one thing I, th- I think they they you know, I, and I hope that they're focusing on is at the point of attack this week, like really getting after it and saying, "Look, we're we're going to run the ball. We don't care who's in front of us. We're going to run the ball so then we can do what we need to do." And hopefully, they do it out of multiple formations and not just shotgun and hand it off for like a draw or, a, you know, run it off tackle or whatever, or a zone or what, whatever they you know want to run. They, they do it, you know, meaningful, like get in a one back or a pistol, you know, get in, you know, 12 or you know, whatever you want to call it and just line up and say, we're going to run the ball. And there's not a thing you can do about it. Cause I think that will help alleviate some of this, I won't call it pressure, but just, you know, overthinking of, hey, you know, we got to find ways to to get the ball to our playmakers out in space. I've I've never wanted Cam Robinson back so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I've never wanted, wanted, like, I'm I'm looking at the calendar and just seeing that these four games, and I'm just like, man, it's just four games. Like, we got to have him back. Like, I've never wanted him back so bad in my entire life. You know, just that that you know uh, continuity on the offensive line that we needed was was great. But he's also a mauler in the run game. Um, and then, I mean, I think a majority of the side right now on the right side, you've got to get the rookie like Anton. He didn't look, he didn't have his best game on uh, on Sunday. Chris Jones, you know, took him to the woodshed a couple of times. So I think like right now, man, I, I just want that right side of the line to kind of firm up. I think they were getting pressure everywhere. The centers. And again, it looked the same as it did last week against the Colts, or two weeks ago against the Colts. There was no, uh, there was no offensive explosion or no line off, or excuse me, push off the line. You know, for the run game, the pass game they held up pretty well, but then a majority of that was, you know, uh, Ridley cooking people on routes. So, you know, I think this week it's got to be, you know, a resemblance of, you know, what it was on week one. Obviously, you got to try to establish the, uh, you know, kind of establish the run. But your main carrier, you know, ETN can't have he, he can't have 40 yards. Like you've got to, he he's too good for you to have only 40 yards. You you've got, you know, to either rotate tank in, um, you know, to get those hard you know yards on the ground, but you gotta do something. You know, this offense is literally has got to wake up. You know, this is two weeks of just stagnant, and they just gotta wake up, man. They really have to. You think they make any changes as far as play calling goes, or is Press Taylor kind of the guy until he's not sort of thing? They better. They they better make some type of change because what we just saw these first two weeks, that ain't it. It ain't working. Can I ask okay. you guys a question just out of curiosity on like um, – like so kind of how the production shifted from Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones – like to Christian Kirk uh, being more productive than both of them. How does that happen? Like, why why does that happen? I mean, you may have already alluded to this, but I'm not going to be as knowledgeable about, you know, kind of the X's and O's. But, you know, how did that happen? And I guess is that something 
that can be corrected for this week. I mean, you want Christian Kirk to do well. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but it just seemed like it flipped. Um, it just really depends on you should JK three said at the, at the beginning. You know, taking what the defense gives you, and that's what you should do. You should take what the defense gives you, up to a certain point. Now they did try to you know get some targets into Calvin Ridley. They did try to you know get some targets with uh, Zay Jones, but I also feel like if you think about it, you know, Kirk had the most catches. What did he have? Eleven. But when you think about who had the most productive catches for first downs and and, and got us places was Evan Ingram. So maybe they should have, like, and if you think of he and he wasn't like wide open. It was just he was able to absolutely outplay his man. So had they identified that earlier, then maybe we would have gone to him, and then you react to how the defense adjusts. So if the defense starts saying, "Okay, you know, we're gonna take a linebacker and a safety, and we're gonna crowd him over the top and bottom," kind of similar to what we did to Kelsey. You know, we kind of pinched him in. Rayshon came from, you know, up top <coughs> or Cisco, whichever one was playing him. And one of the linebackers was dropping back. So if they did that to Evan Ingram, then you move it out to one of the other guys. So it's not really a, you know, we don't have, you know, it's I won't say it's like a game plan to where we're just going to force it down to one guy because, you know, it's his turn this week. It's more reactionary to, to wherever you can go. And then whichever one has the hot hand or the matchup that they can take advantage of, they just keep going at it until the defense stops it. Gotcha. That and then also, um, you know, again, it's just it's all about playmaking too. Mm-hmm. Like you got to put that X factor in there. You you got to if if I I hate to keep going back <laughs> to to those plays that that we missed, but I mean there were some plays that were left on the field. I think Kirk on that fourth down. Uh, you you gotta have those. Hit him right in his hands. You gotta have that. What about yeah, Strange? The yeah, the, the, yeah, the one where we got the first down, but he was wide open, thirty five yards down the field. Gotta have that man. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta have those. Um, I'm not gonna get too you know too 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 deep on you know the receivers dragging their feet and things like that. You know, I think that's just you know one of those 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 X factor plays that we've got to have. But I think. It just comes down to just making a play and having it, you know, and just willing the team to a victory. Like you just got to do it. You, you. I mean, these are this is a game they they, use, they lost a lot of games like this last year. They really did. They lost a lot of games last year by leaving plays on the field. And you cannot tell me right now with a third year quarterback and then with all these teams or the, the chemistry that these guys have been together with and the journey that they went on last year that we still got to continue to have this conversation about making plays. Like you shouldn't have to making plays should be the norm right now, you know. Do you want to go back to the mediocrity of the team that was losing, you know, by by drop passes, not making plays, like or or you know, not dragging your feet in on the end zone, um, you know, not making that extra block. You know, we go from one week to where we see this effort plays that ETN is making running down the field to you know block for Kirk, and then the next week we got people dropping passes and not dragging their feet and not you know making plays. Like which one is it going to be? You got it's a telltale. Week one we go from one team to to learn how to win. Week two we go to a team that learns how to lose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one is it going to be? Like you can't get you're you're in the spotlight right now, and you you can't gripe for you know the, the league doesn't respect us and all this other, and you know all this other you know jive, 
And when you basically have a primetime game, because looking at the, the coverage map for CBS, like 60% of the country watched this game. And you, you just got to you gotta make plays, man. And if they don't go out and blow out the Texans on Sunday, dude, <laughs> we got a problem. You got a problem. And they got to go out and absolutely destroy the Texans on Sunday. They have to. They have to go out and handedly beat them and right this ship because the next two games that I'm not, I hate to be looking ahead. Next two games, you play Atlanta in London. Uh, and then after that, you play Buffalo in London. And Oh, what's the weather look like uh, <laughs> this coming Sunday? Because <laughs> I got to figure out if I'm going to go or not. Well, it's going to be hot. It's going to be. Hey, I got. I, I got to <laughs> here, stay here's, home. Here's here's the weather prediction for you. It's going to be it's going to be sunny with a chance of sweat. <laughs> okay, I actually last year we uh, uh, bought the little things that sit around your neck with the fans, you know, and I just keep and blowing that hot air on your face. Yeah, just yeah. circulating the hot air. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, how's the uh, the new Houston quarterback looking? I haven't watched any of their games. I mean, is he uh, is he doing well, or is he a future star in the AFC South? I mean, story's still out. Let's take a look here. They played. It's funny. They played Indy last week, thirty-one uh, twenty. What do you go? I mean, thirty of forty-seven for three eighty-four and two tutties. They're gonna throw the ball. Yeah, I think that's what I'm excited about for this defense. I'm really excited about this on Sunday because Houston is going to put the ball up. They're going to throw the ball. I mean, they they have Robert Woods is you know an, an old vet, a veteran. They and they also have uh, Nico Collins. Uh, Nico Collins, man, he 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 lit the world on fire uh, yesterday or you know, on Sunday. Um, you know, connecting with a with him a few times. I think he caught like over. 100 yards and a touchdown. So when you look at the the team that we're we're going to go up against, we can't be lackadaisical just because they got a rookie quarterback and they were they were bad last year. They have weapons, and just because they're young, just because they had a bad year last year, that that was last year. This is this year. I think they are they. I think they are 0 and 2. I don't think that matters either. Okay, we need to take it to them, and you need to jump on them quickly. Don't let them hang around and make that game interesting going into the fourth quarter. Let's not do this. Oh, we learned how to win in the fourth. No, take them out early and make him chuck it 50 times, pick him off a couple times, you know, really mess with his confidence. And another thing, too, with, you know, our defensive line, they did great two weeks ago. Yeah, they did. All right. There were a couple times they put Mahomes in some situations. Go, go hit the guy. Go hit somebody. Stop with the bull rushes, too. Okay? Everybody in this league is strong. Learn some technique. Scheme something up to free up a guy. Bring a guy off the edge. Do something. I know they do it sparingly. No, line up like seven on the line and make them guess which four or five or six are coming. That's how you, you do something like that. Because sitting in base, you know... Two, you know, two man or you know, you know, one one back, you know, single high. We we do that all the time, and then we rush forward and think, oh, we're gonna get to him, and then we don't. We need to get to this kid. We need to get to C.J. Stroud and get to him early. The last thing we want is him to put up 300 yards, and they are able to, you know, keep this game close, and then in the fourth, pull off some crap and and, and beat us. Yeah, that's what we don't want. 
Well, I'll tell you what, after last week and, you know, getting sunburned and now having to attend another home game, already still being sunburned, this better be like one of those blowout games where we put up like 40 points or something, you know what I mean? The, the, the fun games that uh, you see us do a lot of cool stuff. Um, but uh, any uh, any plans as far as uh, tailgates go? Uh, JK3, are you going to be wearing the uh, the sailor cap again? Is that going to make another appearance? It's, they, more it's cap, more uh, cap and cap. Oh, Captain Cap. Yeah. I saw the axe thing. That was cool. <laughs> <clears throat> Captain Kellum is what they call me. So, uh, no, I, I think, uh, you know, it is, it, it, it's still, you know, same tailgate, man. You know, be out there on Lot E. Anybody who listens, come on by. Um, one of the things, too, that I just... <laughs> I don't know. Derek just had a... Uh... Oh, yo, <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I needed to call 911 or not. Derek started <laughs> fighting a ghost. I didn't even know. <laughs> Yo, it was like Bill Cosby from Ghost Dad was like, had you, so, had you, so for, had you in a phone booth and you were trying to get him off you. That was super weird. <laughs> so for those, for the record, I was trying to mute the mic so I could sneeze. And I think I was able to mute the mic just in time. So they didn't hear me. They just saw me sneeze really loud. You were doing a I'm rain dance. We, I'm glad we don't have this uploaded on YouTube or else I'd, I'd have a problem. Uh, but no, nah, did you? Uh, I always try to look now since I guess the last couple of weeks, we've always noticed an ex Jag or two that's been on the roster. So uh, uh, Shaq Griffin uh, plays for the Texans now. So, uh, you know, he'll be, he looks like he's uh, second on the depth chart by playing cornerback. So, um, hmm. but yeah, no, I'm super excited about it, man. Again, football is, is back. Uh, I thought that I would feel like this probably mid season. Um, but man, I'm just, just wanting to be good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, if anybody has any feedback from the game or any thoughts leading up to this uh, game on Sunday, be sure to, uh, post at us on X, <laughs> I think it's what you're supposed to say now. Tweeted us on Twitter uh, at Down by the Bank, um, and also if you could leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would greatly appreciate it. So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.